0: Welcome to the Linglestown Life Podcast. In this episode that was recorded outside, Pastor Taylor Path teaches about turning the other cheek and how we are supposed to live our life according to Jesus. Welcome to the Linglestown Life Podcast, where our community seeks to love God and love others. Here you'll find timely teachings, important conversations, and encouraging devotionals to improve your life and help you deepen your faith. Our scripture this morning comes from Matthew chapter 5, and I want you to listen to it, and I want you to be ready to talk with your neighbor, and you're going to ask what you think, I'm going to ask you what you think the passage means. So as you hear it, I want you to think about it, because you're going to be talking with the folks around you. Hear Jesus' words from Matthew 5. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. And yet I say to you, do not re- resist the evildoer. If anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn also the left. If, you want, if anyone wants to sue you and take your coat, give them your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go also the second. I want you to talk with someone near you, maybe in a group or just the person next to you. What do you think it means to turn the other cheek to walk a second mile? You have 30 seconds to talk with the person next to you. I don't have all right is anyone willing to shout it out you're going to have to shout far because i'm way down here i can only hear clips of conversation what do you think that that phrase means to you forgive forgive I overheard one someone said it's a lot easier said than done. Take the high road, take the high road, listen, listen. All right, encourage, encourage. All right, well, I'm excited to be unpacking this to this week uh, as we are still in our Proverbs series. And in particular, I wanna go into it a little bit more because at our Rockville campus last week, someone asked me the question based on the Proverbs we read, Proverbs 17:4. starting a quarrel is like breaching a dam. So drop the matter before a dispute rolls out. What happens though, when you feel like a punching bag and you've been told to turn the other cheek? Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Well, as we're gonna be finding out this morning, we need a little bit more than luck, and we'll be learning about what it means, perhaps, for us to turn the other cheek, to go the extra mile, to give up our coat as well. And to do this, we have to take a step back and look at culture. Culture includes practices, beliefs, For us in American culture, there is a weird cultural thing where people get food and eat it uh, at gas stations like Sheet's or Wawa. Maybe you have a strong cultural opinion about those institutions, right? How we act, the way that we dress. Those are all artifacts and ways that we live out our culture. And I remember the first moment where I realized that I was on looking into someone else's culture. My parents were really big on the morning news And I'll never forget a moment back in 2008 when an Iraqi journalist took off his shoes and threw them then at George W. Bush Jr. And in the moment, what he actually said was he was throwing them on behalf of the widows and the orphans whom we had hurt in our occupation. And it was a really interesting moment. And of course, Bush quipped back, all I can say about the matter is it was a size 10. (laughs) <laughs> okay, it was a bad joke. It wasn't mine, though. But what was interesting about the moment was I realized for the first time that there was something about this that was cultural. You see, throwing of shoes in Middle Eastern culture was to say, we've been hurt. This is, un- is not okay. It's a way of resisting without being violent. If you remember as well, when they took down the statue of Saddam Hussein, Hundreds of folks gathered together, took off their shoes and hit the statue, saying you've wronged us, you've caused us pain. And it's a really culturally specific thing. And what's important for us, I believe, as we'll find out this morning, is sometimes when we come to Scripture, the Bible, we're looking from the outside in. Because the Scriptures weren't written in 2022 in central Pennsylvania, were they? If you're thinking so, we have a lot of groundwork to do. But they happened in a culture where Jesus revealed God's truth in Middle Eastern culture about 2,000 years ago. So when we come to scripture, sometimes we have to unpeel how culture is connected to a space and a lesson. As we're going to find out this morning, turning the other cheek is actually a part of the culture of... And it was a very interesting message from Jesus. Because again, we're not being told in our Proverbs series, as we learn from Jesus, to be punching bags. Jesus invites us to be peacemakers. If you're thinking to yourself that you hate conflict, you'll do anything to avoid it. This is going to be a lot to stomach. Because Jesus invites us into conflict. To figure out how to make it healthy and healthy and how to figure out ways to make sure that you're being heard and treated well. You see, as we'll learn this morning, turning the other cheek is not to be a punching bag, but to be a peacemaker who's willing to hold others to account. One of the words that I think is helpful for us to think about this is subversion. Does anyone know subversion? It's when you're looking at something and trying to see how powers or principalities are causing harm and suffering. How certain people are getting an unfair shake. Jesus was subverting things all the time. He was hanging out with all sorts of folks who were from a low socioeconomic status. Jesus was often subverting the things that the religious leaders knew to be true. Even this passage he starts with, You have heard it said, And then he adds, but I say to you, what you think is good and normal maybe needs some change. And Jesus spoke for the poor. He lived with those who didn't have much power. The disciples aren't the coolest, most hip, wealthy oligarchs around. They're a bunch of ragtag folks who get called into the cyclone that is faith. So what does it mean when Jesus invites us to turn the other cheek, to give up our cloaks, to walk the second mile? Well, in particular, with turning the other cheek, in Middle Eastern culture, everyone is right-handed. Do we have any lefties here today? All right, we got a few left-handed folks. That's what you do with your dominant hand. But in this culture, you are required to use your right hand for all your cleaner tasks in life. Your left hand is for when you need to use the bathroom. And that's important because it dictates how everyone acts in the culture. You know what is okay and what's not. And what's important about it is that if someone is to slap your right cheek, they would need to use a backhand. To use a backhand slap in this culture was to say, shame on you. I have the power. It was what slave owners would use to those slaves who they were trying to punish. It's what those who had power were trying to use against the powerless. It said, you're not equal. And then Jesus says, turn the other cheek. Is it that Jesus is calling us to be shamed twice? Well, what's important is that the person would then have to hit you with the other side. They would either have to punch you or slap you. And I'm not advocating for this. Please don't start this in the middle of (laughs) this. But that communicates that you are my equal. To be hit in that manner says that that person is wronging you. It brings to light the power of inequality and says that these folks are now equal. So when we stand up for ourselves, when we turn the other cheek, It's refusing to be humiliated anymore. Maybe you have that relationship where you feel like you keep getting slapped with a backhand slap. You keep getting shamed. And yet Jesus invites us to figure out how to show and enact a way of respect. To figure out how we can stop humiliation. To say, I am your equal. And learning more and more about the civil rights movement I think that Dr. King and these kids and grandparents who were marching time and again, they were showing what it felt like to have shame put upon them. They could have easily stopped marching. One of the ways that they turned the other cheek was not by responding with violence, but with singing songs. With singing songs from the church about grace and forgiveness. And they often did so in a way that would bring to light the problems caused and inflicted upon them. To walk in front of live television knowing that they might get hurt, and yet that other people would start to see them as equal. That's what changed the nation. So in your relationships, what do you need to do to show when you've been hurt and shamed? What is it that would look, what would it look like for you to resist in ways that invite more people into the story? And Jesus continues to speak in a cultural manner to talk about how we can be subversive. How we aren't to be punching bags, but to be peacemakers. Now this is going to sound totally unrelatable. In ancient Israel, the top 1% owned almost everything. (laughs)
1: In the United States,
0: the top 1% accounts for 70% of our wealth. And yet, interestingly, on so much social science, we all say, regardless of our social class, report all being middle class. What's interesting is that those folks who had power wanted more power. They would often bring poor folks, middle class folks, into courtrooms on fake charges to steal their land. They would do so to get more and more. They would take every single thing. Like that Christmas story we hear all too so often, they tried to lift people so that there were no crumbs left even for a mouse. And what was interesting is that Jesus said to give them your cloak too. That cloak is your last part of your clothing. And of course, in this culture, that would be shameful to have to be in a public courtroom and to have nothing left. But in giving up your cloak, you expose to the community how wrong and how greedy this person is, that they would take your land, that they would take from you and take from you and even take that cloak. While they may win in the court of law, It's those who've been given the chance to give up their cloak who win in the court of public opinion. So when you're shamed at work, when you're shamed in a relationship, when people seem to be going at you time and again, what can you just give up and walk away with? I remember as a child, someone really wanted my Legos. They were giving me tooth and nail to try to get my new Lego set. And of course, uh, that was not something I wanted to do. But they hounded me and hounded me. And at some point, it became so worthless for me to own that thing. So I just gave it up. And the person didn't know what to do. Because it was just a conduit to try to humiliate me. So how can we give something up and change our power back into equality? And Jesus says this famous verse that we use time and again... If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them the second. This is not a CrossFit plan. (laughs) This isn't for track and field to show how fast you are. You see, in the Roman Empire, anyone could be conscripted to walk with a soldier's pack that was 60 to 120 pounds. If you were in the middle of your day job and they stopped you and asked you to walk a mile, you either walked or you would be hurt. Or perhaps arrested. Folks of any age and ability would be asked. It was a way for Romans to remind folks who had the power. But what's so interesting when Jesus says to walk that extra mile, and as you may remember, the miles in the Roman system included very little mile markers, that's where we get that, to know how far distance it is. To walk that second mile was actually breaking the law that was there in the first place. The law was that they could ask you to walk one mile and not a step more. By walking that second mile of your own accord, you were showing that they had asked too much. You forced them to break an unjust law. And that soldier then could be reprimanded. You took the power back. And I think it was exposing what a bad rule was. Dr. King talks about how there's many unjust laws. And that you would have to break them to make the change. To expose what a problematic law is. And it was so interesting on this civil rights tour trip that I went on to meet seven-year-olds, now they are much older, who walked in defiance, and sometimes into violence. There was a very common uh, thing in school systems in Selma, Alabama, where teachers would turn towards the chalkboard after they took attendance, and the students would file out of the room to go join the march for the day. And the teachers understood that if these kids were gonna get the education they deserved, if their parents were gonna get paid better wages, have the right to vote, they were going to have to break some unjust laws. And so I wonder what it looks like for us to go the second mile in our relationships. What it would look like for you not just to go the second mile to show how strong you are, but figure out ways where you can show that someone maybe is asking too much of you to gain some of your power back. To expose relationships that might not be equal. You see, for us to be pacemakers, we are invited to walk the second mile. It's important for us to remember that Jesus doesn't want us just to forgive and to forget. There's nothing about that that I see. Jesus instead invites us to find equality. To find forgiveness and reconciliation that's going to be difficult for us to work through where sometimes we have to walk the second mile to show how things haven't been good and fair. So this week, I want you to think, which of these lessons are most important for you and your relationships? Do you need to turn the other cheek? Do you need to give up passive aggression and reluctance and speak up, even if you know it could hurt? Show when folks are asking too much? Do you need to advocate for your neighborhood and community and those on the margins? Give up your cloak to make a statement. Is God calling you to walk that second mile as a way of getting your power back, of showing resilience and making relationships more equal and understandable? I'm going to end with the scripture. You have heard it said, An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, to do violence in return for violence, one could say. But I say to you, if anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn also the other. If anyone wants to sue you, take your coat and give your cloak as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go also the second. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Lingostown Life podcast. If this message was meaningful to you, we hope you will leave a review and share it with others. If you want to know more about our church or would like to attend a service or community event, find out more on www.lingostownlife.org. God bless you and may you go forth and love God and love others.